Amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? I know I am excited.
opportunity to welcome all of you. and welcome or welcoming from the resident bishop here, Bishop Larry from Madagascar. Hallelujah. What a day in the life of Catch the Anointing Center, Peter Marisbeck. We definitely had to find a way to be a part of this. Thank God for technology. I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome all of you to this momentous occasion in the life of our church. I'd like to first of all apologize for not being able to make it. Bishop Saki, very sorry about that. We have spoken privately and I've explained it was due to circumstances beyond my control. And life can be funny. Some way, somehow, Reverend Daniel also is not around. But thank God, the Lord is there. I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome all of you to this great program. Thank you for coming. Our special guests from other ministries, you are more than welcome. A very great and anointed man of God has visited KwaZulu-Natal and KwaZulu-Natal will never be the same again. I'd like to take this opportunity also to welcome our senior bishop in the region, Bishop Klufio, and then our own brother, Reverend Daniel Odiesel, who has traveled all the way from Zambia to be a part of this program. Thank you for coming. Bishop Saki, you are more than welcome to Peter Marisbeck, KwaZulu-Natal province. We trust that your coming will change the city, will change the whole province. Wisdom will be imparted, direction will be imparted, anointing will be imparted, and lives will be changed forever. May God bless you. May you have a great program and may your lives never be the same again. I would like to give my beautiful wife the opportunity to also share a few words. Bishop Saki, your daughter. <laughs> Hello, Bishop Saki. Tsongaswa, it means welcome. Welcome to Peter Marisbeck. I really wish I was there, but <laughs> next time I'll try. But I know that Peter Marisbeck will never be the same again. God bless you for coming. And um, Madagascar, we are also waiting for our turn. Definitely. Definitely. Maybe after this one. <laughs> we don't know. But God bless you. We know it shall not be long. And Madagascar will also feature in your program, Bishop Saki. Thank you so much for coming. We know how busy you are. We cannot thank you enough. May God bless you. And may you have a blast. God bless you. Bye-bye to all of you. Enjoy the conference and be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
from God the other day. I was just a young person. He spoke to me and said, my child, you were mine. You must work and you must preach. Do you know the secret of prosperity? Seek ye first the kingdom.
Wow. What a blessing. Sit on top of your enemies. Squeeze them. Suffocate them. Make them feel uncomfortable. God is with us. Amen. It's a very, very beautiful cathedral. Isn't it? Wow. Hallelujah. I bless God for tonight again and we want to thank God for the opportunity to be here again with you. Um, it's always a joy and a privilege to share the word of God. We had a good time this morning and we are continuing this evening. Amen. And I believe that God has been gracious to us. I want to thank Bishop Larry for welcoming us into the territory. Hallelujah. It's a privilege, so Bishop Larry, I receive, I receive your welcome, and I don't accept your apology, but I receive your welcome. <laughs> what a shock. But God is with us, amen, and it's a blessing. I believe that he's a very hard-working man of God, isn't he? And we bless God for all the efforts and all the input into many lives, amen. And I want to thank also um, Reverend... Daniel, who managed to manage to desert me at the last minute. He really managed to do that. But I'm a Christian. Before you sin, I've forgiven you. <laughs> so he's also forgiven. And I, by the way, I prefer his wife more than him anyway. So he can go anywhere. We are here. <laughs> his wife here is better than him. Are you hearing me, Daniel, wherever you are? If you can hear me, I'm very happy that you are not here and your wife is here. I, I'm happier. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wonderful. So we're going to continue. Did you understand when Bishop, Bishop K was preaching? Do you understand the preaching? You know, what he said was that when he came to church at first, Bishop was preaching and he could understand it. And I also realized that every time he speaks, I also understand it. That's why many lives are being changed. May God give you a pastor who you'd understand when your pastor preaches. And you too, when you preach, may others understand you. And that is why the books have been written. So that you can. The books are very understandable. What do you think about that? Don't look for complex messages. Aaron's beard type of messages. Read messages that people can understand. Say amen. And when they understand, their lives will be changed. You, you believe that one day somebody was watching Bishop preach on television and he said, ah, is it, pre is it preaching? I can understand it. It's like, because I can understand it, it's not preaching. It, it, is that preaching? I, I can understand it. If it is complex, then it's preaching, but don't understand it's not preaching. But you know, Bible tells about Jesus that the ordinary people enjoyed listening to him. The common people, they enjoyed listening to him. And when you read his story, Jesus' parable, don't you understand them? When you talk about the prodigal son, a man had two sons, you can't forget this, those type of things, isn't it? 
to Lazarus and the rich man. We understand the stories. And the message is clear. Amen. So that is how God expects the message to be preached. Can I have an amen? And I believe that God is taking us higher and higher and higher. By the grace of God. Amen. So also on my own behalf, I want to say thank you to all and welcome everybody. I want my wife to say hello to us before. Hallelujah. Is she beautiful? If fire, we know fine. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's such a joy to be here. It's, it's amazing. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much. Um, yeah. Where do I start from? I bring you greetings from Ghana, Accra, more especially the Kodesh. And I just want to say thank you to Bishop Dag because if it wasn't for him and his obedience, I wouldn't be here at this time. We would not be here. So God bless you, Bishop Dag, wherever you are. Divine favor, walk in it. And it's a joy to see you all. I was so fascinated by your church. I mean, it's, it's, it's a wawuzi, actually. It is. It is. I mean, you see the Orthodox Church building, and there's fire in the building. You don't get that. You are such lovely people. Bishop Kay, it's a blessing to see you again, to fellowship with you. I remember when I first met Bishop Kay some years ago, it was not in Lighthouse. I don't think he even remembers, but it was, it was good to see him again in Lighthouse Church. So we thank God. And Reverend Daniel, wherever you are, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. But as Bishop said, we are happy with LP Della. So God keep you where you are and we'll be here as well. Okay. Bishop Larry, God bless you for what you are doing. God bless you. You are blessed with such wonderful pastors. I mean, you couldn't ask for more. You have Bishop Larry, you have Bishop Clufio here, Lady Reverend Elaine all over there, and Reverend Daniel, who's left you, but he's still around and stuff. But it's a lovely church. God bless you all. And my prayer for you is that you'll just keep coming and listening to the prophets that God has put over you, and your lives will be changed, and you'll become a blessing to other people as well. God bless you all, and thank you. Thank you very much. Well, if I know fine, if you have words, cry fine, oh. Sit, uh, let me give you a kiss. Close your eyes. Yeah, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. There are places where, there are places where when you give your wife instructions, she cannot disobey you. One of them is in church. You ask her to kiss her. She can't say no in church. In the bedroom, she can say no. But here, we will not be happy with her, isn't it? Let me kiss her another time. <laughs> All the kiss I didn't get at home. I'm getting it here right now in church. Anyway, we are blessed. Hallelujah. We thank God so much for this evening again and for the wonderful times that we are 
we are having. Hallelujah. Another person that I miss very much is Lady Pastor Elaine. I miss her very much, Lady, um, um, Lady Pastor Elaine. What a great blessing she is. Amen. And a great, great gift that she is to all of us. He's my personal friend. Of course, and we chat often. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. Right. So, I can continue preaching, isn't it? Right. Since you are here, lift up the books for me. Have you eaten? Hey! But if you anytime he's around, make sure that you must know something strange can happen. So, have you eaten this evening? We are going to hold this book for a long time. It's a punishment for something you did. So, keep holding the books. Now, we have here, how many of you do not have the Macarocisti? Can I see by show of your right hand? You don't have it. How many of you have the Macarocisti? Okay, how many of you have it and you don't have it? Because something left your hands. So, let me start. How many of you don't own Macarocisti? Can I see by show of your hand? You don't own. How many of you would like to own Macarocisti? Can I see your hand? You like to own. Wow. You are good Christians. Thank you very much. God bless you. Well, you are the reason for this conference. Anyway, well, I see also a son and a friend as well, Prophet William. Can you stand and say, give a wave, take a wave? Coming all the way, drove all the way from Bluefontaine to be here. Amen. Yeah, so we're happy to see you, Prophet William. And God bless you so much. And uh, for all those who um, also, they are, you are not in, if you like, this um, UD Lighthouse and you have been invited, God bless you for coming and uh, be at home because God is here with us. Can I have a loud amen? Give your neighbor a high five and tell him, be at home, be at home. God is here and I'm here by you, so don't be afraid, don't be afraid. All right. Fantastic. So, many of you have the Macarocisti, but and um, we, we, we need to understand the reason for this writing. Amen. Right. Now, the books have been written for our learning. Amen. They have been written for our learning and a need for all of us to get into the material because we cannot complain as a church. We have been so blessed. We do not um, lack information and revelation. God has given us what it needs to be able to move on and move higher in our lives. Amen? So I really want to encourage you to get all the books and um, the stuff, and you'll be blessed. The few of them I'd like to introduce to you, make full proof of your ministry. That's very, very important. You'll be blessed as you soak in the material. Amen. Don't become um, the, man, the man who abandoned the ministry. Now, this one is, Cliff was talking about losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. It's not a very nice title, but we love such things. 
Amen. Then, um, demons. Demons. And how to deal with them. It's very important to know demons and how to deal with them. Amen. Um, this book is also actually part of the loyalty. It might be part of the, the loyalty series. Because this book will show you how demons can affect somebody and separate you from where you belong. That this man possessed with demons, he left his home. He left his church and was sleeping in tombs. Yeah, some people are driven away from where they belong. The demons who are at work, who take you away from where you belong, take you and separate you. And Bible says that, and the man was often bound with chains and you break them and no man could bind him, no man could restrain him. Again, if you're at a point where nobody can advise or talk to you, demons are working in your life. This man, no person, nobody could restrain, nobody could tame him. Everybody must have somebody who can speak into your life and tell you, shut up, and you shut up. You are wrong, and you say, I'm, yes, I accept it. Very important. But when you're a person where no, nobody can tame, you're bound and you tear the chains up and you walk away, it is a very bad sign. Amen? It's a very what? Bad sign. So, it is very important. So, this is a very, very interesting book. I really like it very much. Mm? Now, another thing about this book is, the fact, I mean, so many things have been shared in this particular material. We see the Bible says that the, the demons, when they carried this man, they took him into tombs and the man would take stones and cut himself. And he'd be crying as he cut himself. Blood is coming out and he's crying. But he could not stop. You see, demons are compelling. That's what they say that devil, they drive you. God leads you. Demons drive you. Anything that you are driven to do is not of God doesn't drive you. God will lead you. As many as are led, not driven. Do you understand? But when the thing is compulsive and you are driven to it, you can't stop it. The man was hurting but couldn't stop cutting himself. Demons are at work. Sometimes I see people, sometimes even in their marriages, they are destroying their marriages as they, are, as, as they are inside. They don't know what it is. One lady said that, I'm not happy when we are happy in the house. Or shall I say it again? I'm the lady, wife said that I am not happy when husband and wife we are happy. It's like there might be a reason to cry. Yes. I mean, can you, be, can you understand what I'm saying? There might be a reason to be unhappy. So I'm not happy when we are happy. <laughs> I know you don't understand it. I, I said there are demons at work. I'm not happy when we are happy. <laughs> May God help us. You know, one day I was introducing this book. And a, gent, a lady came to me after and said, Bishop, I want to buy three of this book. One for my husband. One for my father-in-law. One for my mother-in-law. She came to me after and bought three. And I, I gave them to her. I told her, I told her go, go and buy it. 30 minutes later, the husband came to me. Now, the husband didn't know that a wife has come. He said, Bishop, I need three of this book. One for my wife, one for my father-in-law, and one for my mother-in-law. 
shock. Allah, can you believe it? It's like the demon is always in somebody else. And I was shocked. It's a wawuzi, I tell you. The husband did not know the wife has come to buy three. One for he, the husband. And he was buying for his wife. Yeah. 30 minutes after. Wow. And I'm sure that after that, all the demonic problems were solved. If you have it, read it. If you don't have it, get the books. Amen. I need you to really, really get these materials and they will be a great blessing to you. It's a great thing to serve the Lord, isn't it? Right. Um, quiet time. Bishop will tell you that this is the secret of the ministry of his own life. Because you can never build in law. We say that you cannot give what you don't have. Nemo that quad non habits. That's the Latin phrase. They, they call it the Nemo that rule. Is that you cannot give what you don't have. What you have is what you give. Now, Bishop will tell you a lot of revelations that he has shared, books he has written, is books that think, revelation he has had from his own quiet time. If we're a leader, a Christian, don't have your quiet time, you don't have anything to share. Amen? So make sure you get into the, uh, read it and it show you how the Bible is even put together and all the wonderful materials and it will give you a certain understanding of the Bible. That you don't have. Amen. Right. Forgiveness made easy and all of them. Now, you have the big ones as well. I was telling you earlier on today. Take one, two, three, four, five. All right. Now, these are super. The art of leadership. You'll be a good leader in the name of Jesus. Then, the, okay, this is the other one. A good general. Very, very powerful, isn't it? He said, yes, but I haven't read it. Although you have it. How to neutralize curses. Now, the curses are real. But see overcoming every curse in Jesus' name. And then, uh, salvation. Salvation. Yeah. How you can preach salvation. It's an enjoyable book. Yeah, so have them, all of them, and then modern marriage. Yes, I was telling them earlier on, a young boy came to the bookshop, wanted to buy modern marriage. I said, you don't have a beloved, you are not ready to marry, you don't even have a, any serious, uh, whatever. You want to buy modern marriage, what, what do you want the book for? I suspected that because of the pictures in the book, that's why I wanted to buy the book. So I told them, don't sell the book to him, he's not ready. Then he went and looked at the Macarius and he saw that it was inside. He said, I want to buy the Macarius. That, that was the end of the problem. I could not disallow him from buying the Macarius. Because what he wants is inside the book, inside the Macarius, and he had it. Now, the, the price that you mentioned, the real price, what is the price of the, of, the, of the 60 books? Is that the real price? Serious? Thousand two? Oh, but that's, you are not very fit for, to us in Ghana. I wish I can buy them and take them to Ghana. That's less than $1,000. About $100. Less than $100. Why? Oh, no, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But the author is in Ghana, and you people are here, you are getting it less than where the author lives. I don't think it's proper. The way making. Hmm. 
Bishop Kenny, you have answers for every problem. But anyway, it's amazing that a, this book, this one, they buy, sell it for $30. 30, each of them, $30. One, two, three, four. I've added the fifth one, five. So the five of these books is supposed to be how much? $150. But it's amazing that you can buy this five. If you buy this five for 1,200 rents, you get 55 more, 55 more books free of charge. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? If you buy these five books, and you pay 1,200 rents, you are getting 55 more books as bonus. Buy five, get 55 free. Have we heard some before in this world? Clap your hands for the Lord. Clap your hands for the Lord. You have no excuse. You have no excuse. You must get it, and I believe God will bless us as we carry on. Amen. Right, so it, I mean, some of you don't have it, but in this conference, you know, it's been carried all the way from wherever to bring them here. So you must have them by all means. And 1,200, you can afford it. The wig on your hair. The wig I'm wearing on your head. What is the price? 5,000. Hey! What a short, 30 inches. Hmm. Anyway, may God have mercy on everybody. Amen. No, it's not 5,000. I bought a week for my wife. What's not 5,000? Oh, what I bought is not quality. That's why it's falling quickly. Hey. Anyway, so it's a blessing. Ask a husband, have you bought a week for your wife before? Have you bought a Ask a husband sitting by you, have you bought a week for your wife before? Hey, you bought a, a cup, a shower cup. Shut up, silly boy. You bought a shower cup for your wife. <laughs> very, very serious. <laughs> anyway, so this is a loyalty conference. Amen. It's not a convention. It's a loyalty conference. Are you scaring with space? You can bring people to the side or whatever, okay? So, as they come, just get them, make sure everybody gets a good place to sit. Okay? Right. So, now, we are continuing by the grace of God. Amen? There are also this book, this book here that I have my name on it. There are books that have my name in them. This one, I have my name on it. That's the only difference. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. This is not inside. It's on it. You know, when you look at the other book, loyalty and loyalty, my name is inside. So I mean, the difference, my name is on it. So that's the one, but um, it's a good book. And I would encourage you to also get copies of this book. It will be a blessing to you. Say amen. amen. It shows you how you can be a good church worker and a good assistant. It shows you what you can do to help your leader. Amen. amen. To show you how you must not quarrel with your leader. Say Amen. Are you still are you still here or go home? All right. Talk about the call to assist. Talking about a descriptions of an assistant. Talking about assistant as a friend, as a servant, as a helper, an assistant likened to a wife. A wife is an assistant, not an opposition leader. <laughs> what a shock. Are we still here? Right. 
And then um, assistant as an armor bearer. That's a very important part. Assistant is likened to the Holy Spirit. An assistant as a son. Hey, I my lipstick is very nice, pal. <laughs> Keep licking my lips. It's nice. I didn't know that was so sweet, too. Because when I'm kissing at home, she's not wearing the lipstick, so I didn't know that lipstick is sweet. What did they used to make the li- what did they used to make the lipstick? Sugar is inside. Hey. Anyway. Very nice. These days, when you are going to work, you wear lipstick and I'll kiss you before you go. So I can I can enjoy. Hello. Alright. So we talked about that as um, notable assistants. In the Bible, like Aaron was Moses' assistant. He had a Moses' assistant pastor called Aaron. One day, Moses went to America to preach and left assistant pastor Aaron to take over the church. When he came back, they put a build a golden, golden calf. One month that Moses went to preach somewhere, went to have a camp. When he came back, Aaron had built a golden calf. Hey! It was a very, very, very big problem. But anyway, he, at the end of the day, he did well. He changed and then continued. Elisha as Elijah's assistant. How he was made faithful and anointed on his life multiplied. Amen. John the Baptist as Jesus' assistant. Because John, when he came, people wanted to promote him over his master. Over Jesus. He said, you are, you are also great. So no, 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 no. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the one to come. I've been sent to go ahead of him. I'm not, every time they were telling to, you see, some people even would like an assistant to fight with this leader. Yeah. They came and told John that the one that you baptize, more people are going to his church than your church. And all sorts of things. And John said, he must increase and I must decrease. He is the bridegroom. He has a bride. I'm only a friend of the bridegroom. Amen. I mean, he knew his place. He knew his place, and nobody could move him out of his place. Hallelujah. And also here, the way that Jesus said about the assistant pastor, when, people, when John sent messages, brought, uh, sent a uh, WhatsApp to Jesus when Jesus was preaching, when he read, John said, are you the Messiah, or should you expect another one? And then after Jesus said, John was one of the greatest which, who, who has ever lived. So as your, as your people lift you up, may you also praise them and speak good things about them. Amen. Right. So now, um, several other things. Talking about the branch pastor. And talk about God's special assistant. God's assistant pastor. That is Lucifer. <laughs> it's a danger to have Lucifer as your assistant pastor. Lucifer was God's assistant in heaven. And it caused a lot of problems. May you never have a Lucifer as your assistant. And may you never be a Lucifer to your senior pastor. Lucifer, and if I had time, I would share with you, Lucifer, it's an, it's an amazing character. He was, I would say that he was, he was the epitome of beauty. Yeah, beauty. He was gifted. He could do everything. Sometimes, very gifted people are dangerous people. Yeah. Some people, they are too gifted to be under control. Some people are too gifted to be under control. They know how to do it, play every instrument, but nobody can correct them. 
Some of the more gifted they are, the more difficult they are to control. But you'll never be like that in Jesus' name. Are you here of going home? Very important. And then in the other section, talking about the ethics of the assistant pastor and how to handle disagreement with your leader. You are in a church, you are in an organization, there will be bound to be some here, here and there. How do I handle disagreement with my leader? I gave five important ways you must handle disagreements. It will save you from destruction. Say amen. amen. And then ten temptations of an assistant. Hmm. What are the temptations that come to an assistant? What are thoughts that can come, rise up in your mind? All right. And then um, the, how to relate with other assistants. And also we have five ways an assistant can destroy a church. Mercy. And then uh, the wrong descriptions of an assistant. And the final one is my dream. The dream that God gave me when um, early days of the ministry. Amen. So, for the view, keep it well. You can sit down now. I want to quickly carry on with what we're sharing this morning. This morning, I talked to you about why loyalty is important, isn't it? Vio, can you give me um, the loyalty series and stand by me still? You haven't paid for your, your, your sins. Right. Yes. Go back a little. You're not as anointed as I am, so be before. Amen. I want to mention, I want to tell you as you sit here today that God wants to deliver us from destruction. You should have shouted amen. The ministry that God has placed us in, it's a wonderful ministry. And your life and your ministry must touch many lives. Hallelujah. God has a great plan for you. And it's important for you to open up your hearts and let God, God's purpose rule and reign in your life. But a lot of times, the problem we have is that we are not able to see what the devil is doing. And he takes advantage and destroys our lives and what God is doing. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage over us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. You see, God wants us to be free from ignorance. It's when you do not know that the devil will take advantage and destroy your life. That is why the teaching on loyalty is important. It's supposed to deliver us from ignorance. Say amen, somebody. And supposed to bring the through the light of God into demonic activity so that your life and the ministry of God has given you will not be destroyed. Your ministry will never be destroyed. And your life will never be destroyed. Shout amen one more time. Are you here? 
So that is very important. That is 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 11. Now, a lot of times, Paul talks about ignorance and ignorance and all that. Now, look at, um, again, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 38. 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 38. Now, he says, but if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Now, one point he says, I've said a lot of things, but if you want to stay in ignorance, keep on living your ignorance. I've had, I know, as I've been around preaching, as I've, I've traveled about around, I've been to many churches, many ministries, and all that, I've seen pastors. I tell them, you know, one day I, t- I told you the other time, a, a, a pastor came to my office. He said, how he, he's a, a known preacher. He, he preaches everywhere. People come to his ministry. They come and hear him preach. And, and he blesses many people. He's invited to so many places. But he said, my church is not growing. For many years, for seven years or so, we are about 30 members. And he said, Bishop, I've been looking for you or Bishop, Bishop Daguard Mills. He said, I know that if you lay your hands on me and pray for me, my ministry will change. As he stands in front of you and talking, the more he talked, the more I felt I shouldn't lay my hands on him. He is not ready for that. Because as he spoke, I realized that what he needed was not laying on of hands, but the word of God in his life. So as he spoke, I took a book. You, have you heard a book about the, uh, the, this book, uh, Church Growth? He said, I've never, heard, I've never seen this book before. Have you checked? I've never seen all the books I've brought. Mega check. I've never seen it before. He has not seen all these things, but he wants me to lay hands on him and he church will grow. It doesn't work that way. You've got to know. You've got to be delivered from ignorance. Now, when you have received the Bible says that they came to hear and be healed. Healing takes place when you have heard. Now, listen. I cannot pray. I always say that I will not pray for you if I cannot talk to you. If I cannot talk to you, you don't deserve my prayer. I, can, I will only pray for you when I know that I have spoken to you and you've heard what I've said. Then you deserve prayer. But you cannot come and say, please pastor, pray for me for... No, I need to talk to you about the situation we are, we are, we are, we are, talk, we are talking about. We have to talk, talk about solutions and then... When I know that you have received the word, then I can pray for you. They came to hear and be healed. Healing takes place when you have heard. Tell your neighbor you are the reason. No, hold your neighbor's ear. And pull the ear and tell your neighbor you are the reason for this message. I say, find the ear, pull the ear and tell him you are the reason for this point. You are the reason. Hallelujah. They came to hear and be healed. Hey, did you hold your ears? What a shock. I'm saying to you here today, you've got to have a heart to learn and also have a heart to tell yourself that I don't know anything yet. Because you may have all these loyalty series at home, you may have the Macaros 75, but you still don't know yet. Amen. So you have to, I'm, I'm so glad you are here. I'm so glad you came. And I'm glad I'm here to preach to you. May your life be transformed by the spoken word of God. 
May your future not be mad as you hear the word of God today. May your future become brighter and brighter and brighter. May Satan's agenda for your life fail. May you see God's glory on your life. May God's glory be revealed in your life. May your ministry take a different turn. May the grace of God on your life multiply. I say, may the grace multiply. May you see increase and multiplication. May you see favor come upon you. May you see supernatural involvement in your life. Where others have failed, you will not fail. Your ministry will not be cut short. Your destiny will not be cut short. Where others have failed, you will overcome. You will prevail. Because God is on your side. Give God a clap and a shout. Hallelujah. So sit down and let's quickly get to, if you had just to introduce, I'll say this very, very, one of the chapters in this book that I would like to share with you for 15 minutes and then I'll get to something else is a chapter that is the, from the lips of treacherous people. Hmm. Amen. From the lips of treacherous men. Came to preach. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now you see, when somebody is without treachery, it is more intense than just lying. A treacherous person, deceptive, full of lies, and full of wickedness. Now, when we say, look at, um, when we say the list of treacherous people, like what people have said. You see, the message of loyalty is the message that is a foundation not for only church, but for your marriage, for your business, for everything you do. You need loyalty as a foundation. Hallelujah. You need it. And you need in life, you need loyal people around you. Amen. You need people that you can depend on. Bible says that God sent forth his word. And great is the company that published it. So when God sent for his word, he brings others to publish the message. Now you need loyal people around you to stand with you and to help publish the message that God has given you. you need, if you have a vision, to do a type of business, you can never do anything alone. I've been to many churches where there's only, only the pastor and his wife are the pastors of the church. The pastor even doesn't want to start a cell group because he has seen too much of treachery. He has seen so much of evil and negative people. One pastor said, I don't trust, his church is about 2,000 members. He said, I don't trust anybody. The only person I trust is my wife. So everybody's an ordinary member. The best you can be is a choir leader if you're to have a special group, branch, assistant. No, no, I don't have any, I don't want anybody. Because as I said, I've been through so much. So I don't, another person I trust is me and my wife. And I'm waiting for my children to grow. Then I hand over the church with them. <laughs> I'm telling you, if this ministry that I start, was started by Bishop Dagwood Mills was like a family business. We would, not have, we would only have one church, peaceful. But where God is taking you, and if you're a pastor, you don't intend to move into a mega church and branches, then you don't need loyalty. 
Because your shop, you can sit in your shop all your life till you die. But if you want to have more shops, open more businesses, have more, then you need loyal people who can be where you are not and you know that you are not losing sleep over anybody. Do you know what I said? Are you still here? May God make you a loyal person. And may God give you loyal people around you. Amen. Not treacherous. Treacherous. You trust a person. No, have you ever heard people say before, I don't trust anybody. Have you heard anybody say that before? Have you, perhaps, have you ever said it before yourself? Because people that you trust and let you down. And you can't trust anybody again. Lady, you trusted a man and a man let you down like nothing. And said, I don't, I don't want to give my heart. Well, lady told me that I'll marry with my head and not my heart. The man can have my head and not my heart. Because my heart, I gave you somebody and the way my heart was torn into pieces. I'm keeping what is left. If you want to marry me, you can marry me with my head, my head. But not my heart. <laughs> no, no, no. My heart is, what is left, I'm keeping it. Mm, for what? But that's how it is. People say, because like, I can't do trust, I can't, we can be there, we can lose logics and, logic and calculations in our mind. But of heart, oh my heart, my heart. When I hear your voice, my heart moves from the left to the right. People have given you all types of raps and you have believed them. And you discover that they were lying. Say, hey, is that how people are? So you see, after a lot of experiences, you can get to a point where you don't trust people. But if you understand loyalty, you will see beyond a smile. Amen. And God will open your eyes and see when people are saying, sometimes you can read in between the lines and say what they are saying means something else. Yeah. Let's look at a few examples. That's just an introduction for tonight. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Bible says that Matthew 12, 34, and all generation of vipers, how can ye being able to speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we know what is your heart by what you say. Especially when you are not guarded. Because everybody knows the right thing to say. At a, when I say praise the Lord, what's the response? You can't say, you can't say I'm broke. Praise the Lord, I'm broke. It's not the right answer. So we all know the answers to give to official uh, comments. But there's something that comes out of your heart when you are not on guard. When you are not too guarded. That's when we really know what is in your heart. When you are free, when you are joking, when you are light-hearted, then you speak and we know, ah, all this time, this is what you have been thinking about. So you see, that is why sometimes in this chapter, you see, little comment that people have made will give a picture of what is in the person's heart. Right. Matthew 12. Look at 33. Before 34. 33. Before 34. Either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruits. We will know what's in your heart by what you say. Amen. Right. 
So now, what are some of the things that churches would have said? One pastor said this. He said, some of us can be head pastors. It's just that we have decided to submit. Just say it again. We are all in the church. He is the senior pastor. You are his assistant. And then you are talking to some church members. He said, look, you see, it, it, all of us can be head pastors, so it just that we have decided to submit. What you are saying is that I am as good as my senior pastor. We can all be, you see, it's only that Bishop Cliffio came to the church early. Otherwise, we can all be bishops. But I have decided to submit. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's a comment. That somebody has, you see, that is a treacherous comment. You are in the church and the person is telling, in other words, as the person is preaching, the man is saying that I can can do what you are doing, even do it better. Maybe even as I'm preaching, I tell yourself that I I haven't written the exam on the book. I know it better than what the man is saying. May God deliver you from every wicked thought like that. In the name of Jesus. Say amen, somebody. Some of us can be, we are as good as we can be senior pastors. We can be head pastors. Sometimes, not head pastors, sometimes when the choir is singing and the children, this way to sing the solo. So, some of us can sing better. Only that, only that the pastor likes her. That's why she is singing. I'm dialing your number. Pick the phone and answer the call right where you are. Don't thought to flash your mind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. At the back, can you hear me? At the back, can you hear me? Are you still in church? Some of us can do it. And we can even do it better. Only that we have decided to submit and sit down. Yeah. And sometimes people can even put it in your head. Do you know that? People can bring suggestions to you. If you don't take care, you swallow it and it can destroy your relationship. When David went to fight with Goliath and killed Goliath, you know, before he came to fight Goliath, the message came to Saul that David wants to, uh, there's a young boy who would like to go and face Goliath. And David said, bring him to me. And so David was taken to, go to Saul, and Saul said, young boy, are you sure? He made, a, he made him do some press-ups. It's okay, you, you, you look quite fit. Anyway, I have my armor here. Can you wear my armor and all that? And David said, no, I've not tried it. I can't wear it. And I have my sling and I have my stones. And Saul said, go with my blessing. Go and fight Goliath. So now here comes David with a sling and a stone. With the blessing of his father Saul. As he's going to fight Goliath. You need the blessings of your father. Shout amen. The way life is without the blessing of your father you can fail. So now David goes and fights by the three, throws the stone. And the stone hits, you know the story, hit Goliath. Goliath falls down and then he goes and takes the sword of Goliath, cuts off the head of, 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 of Goliath and brings the head of Goliath not to his biological father but to the king, Saul. Because David knew that it is this king, Saul, who gave me the permission and the authority to go and fight. Because if Saul had said no, that have been it. You never have heard read about David. Oh, you know what I'm saying? If Saul has said, No, you're not going to fight Goliath, 
We would never, we would never would have heard about David and Goliath. That story would never be there. Somebody permitted and opened the door for David to become who he is. Whoever you are, somebody has been a blessing to you. Somebody opened the door. Somebody pushed you. Somebody blessed you. To become. Nobody is a self-made person. I'm preaching. You are not a self-made person. Whoever some people have contributed to make your life who you are. Don't get up. It's your, my mother. God bless her for her lovely, her lovely heart. My mother tells me, often says, when we're growing up, you tell her that if you say you are great, put your hands under your feet and lift yourself and we know you are great. Can you, can you, can you try? Put your hand under your legs. Try it and lift yourself up. If you can do that, we know you are great. No matter how great you need somebody to lift you up. You cannot lift yourself up. You need somebody to lift you up. Your greatness depends on other people. Don't rise up and think that I am so great. I am myself. Without me, nothing can happen. And so you beat your chest. Do you know who I am? My mother also said that if you said, do you know who I am? You are actually pushing yourself backwards. If you say, like I said, do you know who I am? And push yourself forward. Then we know you are great. As you beat your chest, you are either pushing yourself backwards. These are the old lady's wise sayings. Are you there? But what I'm saying is that David, when he killed Goliath, he brought the head to Saul to show that they are working in tandem. They are working together. The senior pastor and assistant pastor are working together. But then you see, after that, Saul puts David in his chariots. And let's ride through town and celebrate the victory. Because the father is happy that my son has done a good job. So let's ride together. You every, see, every father would like his son to do better than himself. But the son must know that even if your house is bigger than your father, you are not your father. I don't know whether you're hearing what I'm saying. I, I, you think I hear what I'm saying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even if your church is bigger than your father's church, you are not your father. Your father is still your father. The father wants the son to do well, but the son must also learn to honor the father. Yeah. I'm telling you. Now Saul puts David in his chariots. Let's celebrate for this great work that has been done. And they're riding, riding in town. And then the church members, they began to sing a song. The ladies in the church, they began to sing a song. Look at the lady, said, dear lady, I'm warning you, I'm warning you, I'm warning. this is your last warning. Tell lady, this is your last one. This is your last warning. Don't bring trouble. Don't bring trouble to the church. Now the Bible says, and the women began to sing. And the song they sang, the words were, Saul has killed 1,000 and David has killed 10,000. It's in the Bible. Look at it. First Samuel, just one Goliath. One. Then you are going to kill. Suddenly, David had killed 10,000. Exaggeration. Liars. So people can lie to you so much that you can believe the lie. You preach one message. Say, wow. Nobody preaches like you. I, I, know, I don't know why Reverend Danny, Danny doesn't allow you to preach often. Sometimes you ask uh, Reverend Daniel's wife. Because, hey, lady Pastor Della, you preach. Wow. Why don't you preach all the time? You, you, see, you, see, you, see, you, see, you see where the thing is going now. You see, one opportunity that the husband gave you, 
Suddenly, people are telling that, and then if you also your head is not properly screwed on, you say, "Hey, it's true. I'm so anointed." And then you see, now you see where you are going. Something is destroying you. I'm saying something distraction that come. It comes from outside, and we allow it inside into our lives. Yeah. People have come to me, and they told me that. Are you going to be bowing to Doug all your life? You are also anointed. We hear you preach here. We hear you preach here. How long are you going to be bowing to Doug? You are good enough to start your own ministry. Why? Only because I had one convention. I prayed for you and you fell down and you vomited. And so I am more anointed than who? I, I don't know what anybody's hearing what I'm saying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ask your neighbor, are you understanding what the man is saying? Are you understanding what the man is saying? This is a loyalty conference. And it's a loyalty conference. And I'm preaching and driving out devils out of this ministry and out of your life. Shout amen one more time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, it's a very dangerous thing. When people serve you poison on silver platter. The plate that they are bringing, there's poison on the plate and you are eating it. Poison on the cake. So, oh, eat this cake. But the cake that gives us poison in it. If you eat it, you just you swell up. For you will burst. Not one, not two, but I remember one senior pastor in Ghana. Was a large church. He came, Bishop sent me to him to take some books. And when I went, he said, Yichisaki, I'm so happy to see you. And I said, okay, God bless you and all that. And then he said, um, Look, uh, I've been thinking about you. He said, thank you, sir. He said, look, I travel abroad. I hear your, I hear your name. I hear this and so on. And so about like Charles and so on. You are doing very well. I said, thank you, sir. Then he said, so now let me ask you a question. How long are you going to be bowing to Doug? When will you be bold and brave to step out and start your own ministry? This is a senior pastor of a church, huge church. In Ghana, with assistant pastor under him. And he's talking to somebody's assistant pastor. And he's telling me, who will I be? Bold and brave. B&B, bed and breakfast. Bold and brave. Are you still in church? Who will I be bold and brave? To step out and start your own ministry. And he started with praises. That is why be careful when they praise you too much. You sing one song, say, wow, you are a star. Why do you stay in such a small church? There's a bigger church where you can go and sing and you can become popular. You preach so well. Why should you be under Pastor, uh, under Bishop Larry? You are good enough to be on your own. Why should you be under that when he's in Ghana and you're in South Africa? You can be your own man. It's a, it's a poison on a silver platter. Poison, poison, poison. Can I continue preaching? This is a loyalty conference. I said, it's a loyalty conference. Yeah. I was shocked when this senior pastor would tell me, somebody assistant pastor, you are saving. Meanwhile, my bishop thinks you are his friend. That is why he will send me to bring you books as gifts. And this is why you are telling assistant pastor. treacherous that is it 
treachery. You see, people are not happy that we are together. I'm telling you. They're happy. They are, they are not happy that Bishop Cleveland can preach so well, but he's under authority. Reverend Daniel can preach very well, but he's under authority. The devil does because the devil, he, he, was, he broke up authority. You know, I always say that humility, or let's say, uh, yeah, to, to, let's say somebody's humble, or submission. Submission is power under control. You are gifted, you are powerful, but you are under control. That is called submission. You are gifted, you are anointed, you are beautiful, you are talented, but you are under control. That is called submission. Amen. In this part of the world, when you are gifted, nobody should control you. When you are single, you must move from church to church. You can't stay in one church. Yeah. I'm too good for one church. I'm too anointed and gifted for one church. I must be my own man. But submission is power under control. Ask your neighbor, are you under, are you under control? Ask your neighbor, are you under control? Hey, beautiful ladies. Submission is what? Power, gifted, uh, talent under control. Some of you ladies, your beauty enters your head. Should I continue preaching? Reckless, reckless, and treacherous. You stand in the mirror and say, look at me, how beautiful I am. Yeah, one lady told me, she said, when I look at I don't know what entered my head to marry this foolish boy. She said, look at me, she look at me. And look at this man, look at this guy. I don't know what entered. Yeah. I've heard it over and over again. I've seen it over and over again. How sometimes something enters in, into as a person. And the person changes. All your beauty, where are you going with it? Why are you going with the beauty? Are you talking? Why are you going with it? Tell me, you have gone to the grave. A lady came to our church once. She was in a, I think you were there. She was in the 80s. In the canteen, she was in the, maybe early, late, maybe late 70s or early 80s. She came and she wanted to share testimony. We gave her the pulpit. And she came with her, carrying a, a bag. She opened the bag and pulled out a beautiful picture. A lady in her 20s. And said, do you know who this is? We said, no. She said, this is me. I said, you cannot reconcile the picture to the person standing there. She had three or four pictures framed. One in a taxi looking built. I've done Pompidou, a top of hair, isn't it? I mean, this, I don't know, in those days. <laughs> what was it? Lipondo. Lipondo. Uh, okay. In a, that was the time. That was what was, was in vogue. Look, and she showed us, look at this picture. So we don't know, say, I am the one. When I look at her wrinkled face, all the signs and wonders on her face at this time, compared to the picture, you cannot reconcile. So you see, you wonder that, and she, she said that, I just want to tell you that beauty is vain. Charm is deceitful. What do you call beauty? It will perish. Most of, most of you ladies, the reason you're looking beautiful is their makeup. That's why you're looking beautiful now, even now, is their makeup. When you go home and wash your face right now, there may be confusion in the church. You have laid foundation, foundation. Yeah. Some of you, when after, immediately after we finish worship, 
you go to the bathroom and put on the and then come back. Because the scene is changing. The scene is changing. I know things. I don't notice. I know things. I say, I know things. <laughs> the cement is falling off. You have to go and put the foundation back. Sit down. Let me continue preaching. Sit down. Should I tell them? I'm telling them. I don't know why those at the back are hearing me. Are you hearing me at the back? Are you hearing me? Beautiful. Beautiful. Amen. Now, what I'm saying to you is that, you see, as this person was speaking like this, I was, you see, if I was to, by the grace of God, not that I'm so spiritual, it's the mercy of God. Nobody should tell me that I'm the best assistant in the world. It's the mercy that has found me where I am. One question I've been asked, more than any other question in my life, is how have you been able to work with Bishop Doug all these years? Pastors ask me all the time. People ask me, what is your secret? What is my secret? What has made you be able to work with him for all these years? What has made you to be able to sit with him and stay with him all this time? What is your secret? Me, my secret. Me, yes, it's like, I don't have any secret. When Bishop was speaking for somebody, when he was talking about church, I was the one who happened to be there. Maybe if Bishop Christian was the one there, he'll, he'll be sitting in my chair now. I'm not so special. I just happened to be there when he was talking about starting the church. You see, how many of you are here what I'm saying? Are you with me? Are you still in church? Are you married? Is your wife here? Huh? Yeah. Is your wife South African? Are you South African? Why are you not married to a Chinese? At the time um, that I was looking, she was, there was no Chinese. I mean, she was the one who... In other words, if there's a Chinese person, would have married a Chinese. I don't, your wife is not here, so you can see everything, okay? Don't be afraid. Now, what he's saying is that at the time that he wanted to marry, there was no Chinese around. The person who was here was the one who is here. So you see, you, you don't think that you are so special made from the sky. It's just happened that you were around when the need came and you filled the gap. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. You came in at the time when the need was there. Yeah. That's how it is. That's how it is. Amen. A one couple. Stand up. A one. Where, where's your husband? At the back there. Look at him. Come, come. Two of you, come, come. Wow. Come. Same height. Same shoes, same jeans type of something, same t-shirt, possibly same color of underwear. I know things, I tell you. I know things. <laughs> that what? The socks, even the socks is the same. Wow. Hey, take 
take a picture of their shorts all the way up. Wow. Avril, move back. But Avril, I said, move back now. Yeah. Hey, one couple. Isn't it beautiful? This is marriage made in heaven. I'm sure, I'm sure he has told you nice things. Oh, I knew when I slept and I I, I slept and I I, I woke up in the morning, I heard your name three times. And I knew the angel of God was moving in my life. The first day I met you, when I went home, I rode over my bed 17 times. I mean, he may have given you all the raps in the world. And bless God. But the truth of the matter is that when he wanted to get married, and looked around. You are one of the people around. And his eyes fixed on you. And I'm sure he has told you that you're the most beautiful person. Has he told you before? What did he tell you? Tell us. Tell us what he told you. Tell it in French. What did he say? Je suis très belle. Je suis très that means that you are very, 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 the sweet, very, very, wow. It's beautiful, isn't it? But you see, when a man says that, it's true. The wife is, my wife is laughing. I don't like the way she's laughing. It is true that the wife is beautiful, but, it's, but she's not you're the most beautiful person in the world. No, no, that one, eh, we say to make them happy. But it's not the case. The, the truth of the matter is that there, there are other beautiful ladies also around. Oh, you don't say I'm preaching. There are equally beautiful ladies, like you. But it just happened that you fell into the line. The lines are falling to him at pleasant places. Say amen. But that is it. She was one of the available people. And happened that it flowed in that direction. Isn't it? Why are you not married a Ghanaian? Why are you not married a, a, an Indian? She was the one. She was the one. Who was not an Indian? It doesn't mean Indians are not marriageable. But when you are ready, the person there is the person who falls into the line. And you carry on. So, don't become too proud. And feel that without me, his life will be spoiled. It's not true. And you too. <laughs> yeah. Don't have the feeling, don't let the feeling get into your head. You see, it's the mercy of God. You see, you should all walk in humility. And count yourself privileged. I am privileged to marry to you. Of all the ladies in the world, you chose me. You must say thank you to him twice every day. You see, uh, where the usher? The man is falling now. Come on, stand up. When I said the man almost fell down right now, say, hey! Okay, you people sit down, sit down. Those at the back are not, are not enjoying it. You can't believe it. Thank you, my darling. Thank you for marrying me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for for for, for Thank you, thank you. Telling you, oh, what a, somebody, should, somebody should buy this message for my wife also. What do you think about that? 
No, I'm telling you. You must learn to say thank you. So the point I'm making is that when people tell me that how have I been able to be with Bishop Dyer, I say, listen, I am the one who is privileged. I am privileged to be chosen. It's not that without me, Bishop's ministry will be sports. I am the privileged one. It is, I call myself privileged. Because if somebody was there, the person who would do what I'm doing, I'd do it better. Just that I'm sitting on my chair very, very well. So be a crucial can come and sit on my chair. So very well. Even when I'm making mistakes, I'm sitting on the chair. I sit on my chair. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. I'm preaching. So when the pastor chooses you, come and sing. It's not because without you, the church cannot go on. But you have been chosen to sing. Sit in the chair well. Say, Lord, I'm grateful. And I'm privileged. You know, a lot of times, we, we forget the word privilege and we begin to think that I'm making, I'm sacrificing. No, you're not making any sacrifice. It's rather a privilege, not a sacrifice. After you do something for a while, you begin to feel that I'm sacrificing to learn the songs every day. Then they call me, I should learn this, this words. I know he gave me a short time to learn the song. And went, but when the first time they call, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I'm afraid. But after you do it for a while, it gets so familiar that what's the privilege now if you are, you are making a sacrifice? Anytime you start, you start thinking like that, you're about to be replaced. Anytime you start thinking that you are doing the church a favor, God is about to replace you. Should I say it again? As any time you think that you are doing the church a favor, God is about to replace you. Because God also, God always has alternative people. Alternatives. Luke chapter 5, Bible says that when Jesus went to the beach to go and preach, he saw two ships standing by the, by the, by the, by, by, by the beach. The reason the Bible said there were two, and the Bible said he told Peter, give me your boats. If Peter said no, there was an alternative. God always has an alternative. No one person can hijack the work of God. Look at the beautiful work that uh, um, Bishop Larry has done here. But as he moved on, Reverend Daniel is also doing it. The church didn't collapse by the moving of Reverend uh, of Bishop Larry. Had the church collapsed? Although you cried, you were sad. But it's going on. And it's moving on. That's how it is. That's how it is. I was at the Kodesh for several years, and Bishop said, go and start a branch. When I left the Kodesh, the Kodesh is working, working nicer and better. I'm not the best pastor in the world. I'm getting privileged to do what I'm doing. And I'll do it with humility, because God always has a replacement. I'm telling you, God has a replacement. None of us is irreplaceable. You are not replaceable. If you don't believe it, Go and ask Vasti. Can I preach? I said, this is just the introduction. I'm surprised I'm still here. I said, if you don't believe, go and ask who? Vasti. When she felt that I am so, I am, I am the queen of the queens. The next time we read about her, she was out of her. Somebody else was sitting in her chair. All of us are replaceable. If you say amen. amen. Once again, look at your name, your name. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. This is your last warning. Don't be proud, okay? Tell him, don't be proud, okay? I said once, don't be proud. Don't be proud, okay? Leah, are you there? 
Never be proud. Yeah. And don't think that you are doing the pastor a great favor. Because, oh, we are getting a visitor. Please, will you try and join the protocol? Why are they always worrying me? Don't talk like that. It's a privilege that you have been called to be part of it. Because there's always a replacement. I'm telling you. I'm preaching, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. You play the keyboard. You play the keyboard. Do it in humility. Don't tell, don't tell yourself that. Look, the way the pastor talked to me last week, I'm going to church this Sunday. They will see how it means not to have a keyboard in church. You see, when that thought occurs to you, that look, I won't come. Maybe we thought you would come and you didn't come. So that Sunday, there will be no keyboardists. But you keep on staying at home. Three weeks, God will bring a replacement. Before you, the next time you come, there will be a queue of people who are playing the instruments. I've been in church long enough. Your, t- ah, your teacher is here. Who is your teacher? This is your teacher. Since when? <laughs> you are suffering in South Africa. Oh, that this girl is somebody's teacher. What a shock. Amen. Amen. She taught you how to play. She taught you how to do what? Play what? Play your, put your hands together or play the keyboard. This girl is South Africa. Is that you are? This girl is somebody's teacher. Hey! What a shock. He's a good one. Hey! South Africans. I'm so surprised. When she comes to Ghana, she'll be number... 2017. As is a champion here. Don't be proud, lady Pastor. Be cool, okay? Be cool. It's the grace of God. Can I have an amen? amen. There are better preachers than E.A.T. Saki. Better preachers. You see, so the devil wants you to move out of your place. Like Bishop Clifford was talking about, 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 about Judas. He was a thief. He was, he was, the Bible says in, in, Acts chapter 1. Bible says that he was numbered with us. Judas. He was one of us. When you're talking about people in in, 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 in um, Peter Marysburg who have been in the church and built the church, he was one of them. Who have been in the ministry for so he was one of them. But he was numbered with us. He was numbered with us. And was a partaker of this ministry. He was numbered with us. Sometimes people who are numbered with us are no more there. They were there, numbered with us, counted among us. Find the scripture and put it up for me. The one who's doing the, 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 the screen is so much engrossed in the message that he has forgotten what she's doing. <laughs> Acts chapter 1. He was numbered. He was numbered. We're talking about people who mattered in your church. Names come to your mind. He, for he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now, talking about the history, the how the church has come up, who have contributed, paid their tithe, he was one of them. But read on the next verse. The next verse, 18. Now, this man preaches a field with a rod of iniquity and falling headlong, he bursts asunder in the midst and his, all his bowels gushed out. Next verse. Next verse. And it was known to all the dwellers of Jerusalem so much that the place called Academa, that the field of blood. Next verse, 20, 20. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate. Let his habitation be desolate. And look at the next part. 
and let no man dwell therein. And last statement, and his office, his bishopric, let another take. What you are doing in the church, let somebody else come and do it. What he used to? He used to play the keyboard. May that never be your story. The Bible said, and his office, let another take. He used to be the person who is always with the pastor all around, but he didn't respect his place. He didn't value his place and his office. Let another take. God has another standing by. If you don't respect and honor where you are, yes, you'd be surprised that you'd be replaced. Hello? That's why I tell wife. I say wife in particular. Don't tell the bishop what about the husband. Look, I'm the one preaching. And don't spoil the message. I said, don't spoil the message. Amen. Haven't you read in the book of Isaiah that the day is going to come? When seven women who hold a, a one man's dress said, Call us by your name. We'll buy our own bread. Just call us missus. We'll sort out everything else. Just call us missus. Seven women. It's in the Bible. Go to Tanzania. They pray, they make, trying to make a law that everybody must marry more than one because the women are more. All the brothers in, in, in South Africa would like to go and live in Tanzania, isn't it? Hey, shut up. Bad boys. No, the other day I saw, I saw a WhatsApp, well, this time a WhatsApp thing that people following. They said, uh, like some guys went to heaven and they, were, they discovered that in heaven, a fraud to also a sin to marry more than one. They just, ah! <laughs> we have lost our chance. In heaven, a fraud, not knowing that marrying more than one is not a big deal. Oh! Why didn't you know it before we die? What a shock. So I'm saying that you are the wife. As you serve as a wife and as you flew along, there's something called the spirit of familiarity. Yeah. It's not a problem. Because anybody you are close to, you get used to each other. But don't cross certain lines to a point where the wife even doesn't respect the husband again. I've seen it. Look, I've been a pastor for a while. I've officiated maybe more than 500 marriages. I've counseled so many married couples. I've seen how marriages have changed over the period. How wives, how couples will change. And so one day I asked a couple, did you just marry each other to, to find somebody that you can hurt? It's like you might, you're always hurting yourself. Not that you are looking for something to hurt. That's why you got married or what? Maybe that's because, like, every day, every day is a fight. Maybe you wanted a fight, and you have, so let me marry so that I can fight. What a shock. Are you still there? The way you guys look in public, may you look the same in private. Amen. As you are admiring your A1ism, may you be a real A1 in the bedroom. Because I know a couple also in London. Now, I know things. These are different couples. But this couple I'm talking in London, they were when the man wears blue, the lady also wear blue. Green, green. And they were appear in church. And then one day we discovered they don't talk to each other for about six weeks. So the pastor, Bishop Richard, asked them that, so how do you know you are going to wear the same thing? The wife said, if I see what my husband has taken, I also take my own and iron it. 
and they'll be walking, seeing sports. One day, I was telling with the bishop, bishop there, and then we're talking to the wife how she has to be submissive and stop being disrespectful. And we're just advising her. The lady said, quack, 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 start laughing. <laughs> ah, the pastor is telling you that the way you're behaving is not good. You're being rude, insulting your husband. It's not a good way to behave. You just start, ha, 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 ha. Then, after she said, why are you laughing? She said, you see, when somebody's talking to you, and you know you will not do what the person is saying, you feel sad for the person. That's what the lady told the bishop. Can you believe it? If I mention a name, you know her. When you go, no ask me who it was. I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you in a, in a no, she told, she told, I was standing there. She said, when the person is talking to you, and you know that you will not do what he's saying, you feel sad for the name. The person is just wasting his time. You feel sad for the person. That's what I was laughing. <laughs> I should be one submissive. <laughs> I wouldn't do a thing. I wouldn't do a thing. I think that's what she said. Today, they have gone their separate ways. Children are walking around, running around everybody. Telling you. So you see, don't just look nice in public. Do you understand? Are you with me? Be submissive in your heart. Because you are not, for all you know, for all you know, for all you know, you are not the first girlfriend he's had. I'm dialing somebody's number right now. Yes, I know things. Yeah. For you know, he was just planning to get to marry somebody else. And something came and messed up the thing. And then she found it and then. So now that you're sitting on the chair, sit on the chair well. I'm not saying they be afraid that he will leave you, but show honor to God and respect to the person who chose you. I don't have any men. I honor my bishop. I, honor, I thank God for his life. I thank God that he chose me. Not that I chose, not that I am, not that I'm doing me a favor. He's doing me a favor by choosing me. Bishop, I can do with that Bishop Krufio. I'm telling you. He can do without him. Because others can rise up. Because the anointing flows from the head down the beard. The beard, you can shave the beard, but the head will be there. You can't cut off the head, but you can shave the beard. So when the anointing flows from everyone's head down the beard, the beard shouldn't think that it's as good as the head. Because when you shave the beard, the, the man will still be alive. I don't know what I'm saying. Yes, all of us. So if you think that, if you think that way, it will cost you to be humble all the time and to make your value go high. Look, I've been far away. I told you, far away in the Pacific and so on. Bishop calls me. I'm doing this. What do you think about this? I'm doing. He keeps on sending me a message. What do you think? And we keep on discussing. And do you think that without me, you cannot take decisions? I shouldn't make. I shouldn't begin to have a, a gloated, a gloated ego that I'm so important that as far as I am, Bishop still calls me to consult. He just gives me a little respect, but doesn't mean that he cannot take decisions without me. He takes many decisions all the time. So if I'm privileged to call, I shouldn't get it. Wow, wow, look at it. It's, it's, doesn't you know that it's 3 a.m.? Why is he calling me at this time? Is that what I'm saying? That it's 3 a.m. Doesn't you know he's disturbing me? That's what sometimes we think. Let the pastor know that uh, this time is too late for me. to, to uh, He cannot call me any time like that. 
The others who can be called. The fact that your pastor has your number is a privilege. If you are not clapping, it's up to you, but I'm preaching. Yeah. Because Reverend Daniel doesn't know everybody. Bishop Clay doesn't know Bishop Lai doesn't know everybody. He knows some people. And you happen to be one of those people. Thank God that he has your number to be able to disturb you. Thank God. Amen. Everybody who's on my phone, whose name, whose name is on my phone. Sometimes I take my phone like that and I run through. A. So I said, let me pray for all those whose name begin with A. I just pray. If you have your name on my phone, I pray for you. So I, I, so I take F. All those whose name, whose name begin with F. I, I mention their name. I pray for them personally. So the Father have your name. At least I pray for you. Don't say that you are, we are disturbing you. Are you still in church? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey. Is it the real time? You know what you want. Don't worry, we're ending soon. Do you want to go and sit down? Do you want to sit down? Pardon? I had a video. You want to go to your work. But you are privileged that I called you. Eh? You said that, Bishop, if you want me to say, I'll stay here forever. Do you understand? Don't say you want to go. Your work, somebody do your work as you are here. <laughs> Clap your hands for them. Please go back, go back to your chair. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Are you still in church? I'm talking about when the thoughts occur to you. Treacherous thoughts. We could all be seen. We could all, all of us can be this. All of us can be this. Yeah. Yeah. When they started singing to Saul and David, the Saul has killed what? 1,000. And David had killed 10,000. I feel that's one blot in David's, one of the a few blots in David's life. David should have shut them up. Say, you are liars. I will not kill any 10,000. All I did was to go for one war. All the wars that Saul has gone, go, you have not seen it. One battle I went to fight. One preaching I preached. You say I preach better than my senior pastor. One message I preached. You are praising me. You say, oh, you preach better than your senior pastor. The reason why assistant pastors often preach better, look like they preach better, is because they don't get opportunity to preach often. So when they have one chance, they bring all their stories. And they look great. Let them be there for some time. All their windows will finish. When they say Abraham, you know where they are going. <laughs> I tell you. When they say, shut the mission in bed, they say, ah. The same stories. There were some prisoners. These prisoners, they used to crack jokes among themselves, tell jokes among themselves. They had 10 jokes that they used to tell. They would tell this joke. The same 10 jokes were going around among the prisoners all the time. At a point, they began to name all the jokes, one, two, three, up to 10. So they would be there, someone said number four, and they all start laughing. They're like, we're not number four already. <laughs> they would guess, they would say, oh, number nine. They say, ah, number nine joke, they were laughing. They're used to each other. They're used to the stories. When you steal the person longer, it doesn't get to know you, and you can become over familiar. Mm. Yeah. If I'm with my wife right now, I'm coming to church, and I have running stomach. 
I have many stomach. Meanwhile, little person there is downstairs waiting to pick me. And I said, tell her I'm coming right now. Then I go to the toilet and I go and do number two. And when I finish, I come. And I say, okay, let's go. No, 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 wait, wait for me. Tell her I'm just coming. And I go again. I go seven times before I come down. When I come, I'm looking great. She, little person, the doesn't know what has happened. But my wife has seen me go to the toilet seven times. And when I come to church, I feel an anointing. I say, where is the anointing? You have been running to the, go to the toilet all this time. What are you talking about anointing? What are you, what are you saying? You didn't use anointing to, to, to end your own uh, something. But everybody else is falling under the power. Our power of God is moving. And then you're wondering, why are they falling? This man just had running stomach and he just came to church. What a shock. Because he ate too much pepper. Hello. Let me just give you a few points and we close, okay? Tomorrow we are going to, tomorrow, it's more the last day. It's only two days. Shoo. Shoo. Hey. All right. Let me just read these points to you. And then we close. Another treacherous statement that people make. Hmm. I would like you to pray with me about certain things that are going on in the ministry. <laughs> are you there? Hmm. The way I'm being treated, I just want to tell you to pray about it. All I'm telling you is just pray about it. You know, when somebody says something, it's loaded. It's a very loaded statement. Can you come to me and say, look, you know, hmm, I don't want to tell anybody, but I trust you. You know, I want you to pray about certain things that's going on in the office. I'm not being treated well at all, but I say, don't tell anybody, let's just pray about it. The word I've said, I may not say much, but it's very loaded statements. Yes, one terabyte. <laughs> loaded. What is it that is going on? What are you being treated that you can't talk about? Hmm. Another statement. Three more and we close. Hello? Hey. One day, one... <laughs> One pastor, uh, Bishop sent for one of our pastors who was trying to be just, uh, rebellious. And he said, I won't come. I will not come. That's another treacherous statement to make. And it's in the Bible. Numbers chapter 16, verse 12. Numbers 16, 12. Numbers 16, 12. And Moses said to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, who said, we will not come. <laughs> hey! I will not come. As simple as that. Yes, I will not come. Bishop often says that two statements that everybody, especially wives, must say all the time sorry and yes. Sorry and what? Yes. Jesus. He didn't say no to many people. In fact, in the Bible, we don't see him say no. Everybody who invited him, he went. Will you come to my house? Yes. Will you do this? Yes. Every time, yes, 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 yes. Can I come and see you? Yes. Yeah. If your wife haven't said that, don't, can I have sex? Don't say tomorrow. Say yes. I like the way you are clapping. I like the way you, you buy this message for your wife, isn't it? You must say what? Yes. 
you should ask him, what style do you want? Let's hey, let's talk by a council. Let's stay here. It's a loyalty conference. Amen. The pastor said, I will not come. Yeah. Yeah, I will come. You see, it's a sign of rudeness. Impudence. Yes. You are very disrespectful for somebody who thought you called you and said, I will not come. I won't come. So if a person is talking to you, your phone will ring. You see that? I won't pick this call. Yeah. I won't pick this call. I can see the name. I won't pick this call. You can call me till the kingdom come. I won't pick this call. May you never, never destroy the blessing that God has given you. Don't destroy the good people that God has brought into your life. God will people in authority people who can correct you, who can love you, who can train you. Don't take that thing for granted. Can I have an amen? amen. Never say, I will not come. I will say that Moses said for them, they said Abiram, and they said, we will not come. Simple as that. Another comment. Hmm. Many people are saying, <laughs> Many people are doing what? Are saying. Who are the people? You see, and that is a very political statement to make. Tiki, are you there? That's a very political statement to make. Many people are saying they are not happy in the church. Many people are saying the pastor preaches too long. Many people are saying, no, those church is suffering the man, his wife, and his children. That's why it costs many people. One day, a little girl was crying and told the brother that the brother said, Why are you crying? So nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. The brother said, How many people do you know in the world? That said, Nobody likes you. What do you mean nobody likes you? You can guess two people are you're crying with your brother. Nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. How many people are saying, Do you know? They're saying that what? Many, many, how many people are saying this? Your own mind. Your own mind. Look, God wants to bless us. Can I have a loud amen? amen? God wants to take us further and take us on and bless our lives. But the devil has a way of coming in and messing up the beautiful stew, the beautiful sauce, putting too much salt in it, making it, you can't eat it again, can't enjoy it again. We need to enjoy each other. We need to enjoy the church what God, that God has placed us in. The Bible says, that Bible says in, in uh, Paul wrote to Timothy said that God has given us all things freely that we may enjoy. We need to enjoy our church, enjoy our pastor, enjoy the friends God has given us. Don't let us separate ourselves from what God has and destroy good relationships. I've seen people walk away from a beautiful family God has given them, and you ask yourself, what has happened to them? What has happened to their lives? This pastor. Who told me, who was asking me, how long are you going to be bowing to that? Today, his pastor, assistant pastors, they've all left him, taken off the churches into pieces. Because the seed you sow, that's what you reap. As you are telling somebody's assistant pastor, who will you break off? You don't know that you are sowing the seed. When I heard that one of his assistant, main assistant, had collected the rich members in the church. And after the church, next to where Bishop Addis church was, started the church there. 
tell you. And another one has all of them. One of one of his own pastors. When the pastor left the church, the car that the church gave him, the man drove to the to the passenger pastor's house, threw the key over the wall, and left the car outside and left. I'm leaving. I don't like your car. Threw the key into the compound and left. When the pastor came from, he himself said it. When he came home, the car key was in the car. Was started, Where's the car? When he opened the gate, the key was on the floor. So I've left. Take your car. There is disrespect. I'll tell you something. Don't be envious. Um, and, and don't sow seeds of discord. Are you with me? As he was sowing those seeds, he was about to repeat himself. God wants us to stay together. Can I have an amen? amen. God wants us to fight together and win together. Don't let allow the devil to sow seeds in our lives. How the how the Pitimaragal Church will grow, how your ministry will grow and flourish if we will push out all these treacherous comments and statements, all these treacherous ideas. You will not allow them. How your mind even will change. I'm telling you, if you learn to throw away things that are devilish and satanic. And allow God to bring love into your home. Love into our church. Our churches will flourish. They will do well. They will grow. We will see the grace of God in our lives. Clap your hands and stand to your feet. How many of you are blessed tonight? Are you blessed tonight? I want to pray for you here. Listen, don't dismiss it quickly. I'm not like that. Some of us, we have a seed of stubbornness. We have a way of being stubborn. We have a way of, of being resistant to good counsel. I want you to pray that, Lord, my ministry, I don't want to be a stubborn person. Make my heart flexible. He said, I'll give you a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. You, some of you, 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 resist, you resist good counsel. You resist good advice. Messages come and you know it's you, but you throw it off. The thing that you can do to make you a, a, a beautiful person. Lift your hands up and pray. And say, Lord, take away any seed of stubborn, anything that would have the tendency of destroying the grace on my life. And that a tendency of, of messing my, the grace of God on my life. Lift your hands and, and talk to God for a minute or two. Pray, everybody. Mando shiki bahato. Zimbrando rakabahata. Shibato friki mahande zida. Just water. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands up and pray. Pray and talk to God. Talk to God right now. Speak to God. Everybody, speak to God. Say, Lord, I don't want to be treacherous. The spirit of Judas, the spirit of Satan, will not have an access in my life. I want my ministry to flourish and do well. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, lift your voice and pray. Please lift your hands and pray for one more minute. Pray now. Speak to God. Zompian desco, calemiandos, yantani me pa, rontani, calie zontia, yantani me pani, zomia pani pa, yantani me pali, rontoni, calia mazonta, yantele me peleleme, yamazomie, yantani me ka, epalie zontani me pa, yam calie zontani me pali, rantani me pala la mozantae, 
Ikaliye zontani mepa, lapaliye mazomia. Yantele me perele me zontaliye, rikandi mazontani. Ipaliye zomantalama paralama, yantani mepaliye, ikaliye zomie pa. Yantani mepaliye, rantani mepaliye, rikantani pa. Yantani mepalalama zon, yantele me pe. Ipaliye mazontolalama zon, yantani ikaliye zonta. Yama palie, yantali me pa, ikali me zontolo mo po, rantali me palie, zomie palama zontani, ikali zontani me pa, rantani me palie zonta, yantali me pele me zonta. Hey, shakabahani, yantali me pele me. Yantelebe pelebe, roba baloba zontoli mepa. Yantali mepa, rikali ema zontali mepa. Roba baloba zontali, la pali ema zontolo, ikali ema zontali. Roba baloba zontali mepa, la mia zontali. Yantali mepa liya zon, yantelebe pelebe zontali me. Roba baloba zontelebe pelebe zon, yantali mepa. Rabba Father, thank you for tonight. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for being so kind to us and making us part of our ministries. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the places where you have placed us. Thank you for the churches and the ministries that we belong to. I pray today, but none of us will make a shipwreck of our ministry. Yes, Lord. None of us will make a shipwreck of our calling. Yes, Jesus. The areas of our calling, I pray. Give us the grace to be submissive. The grace. Give us the grace to be grateful. The grace. The grace to be to see us a privilege. The grace. Use us for your glory yes. and for your honor. I pray in Jesus' name that everybody here will experience your mercy. Will experience your grace. Areas where we have made mistakes. Show us mercy, O oh God. Mercy, Lord. And bring us back to our right place. Place where we are walked away from, bring us back to good and, 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 and precious relationships and cause your glory and your favor to rest upon us. Yes, I give you great, I give you praise and I give you glory in Jesus' name. Now, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I'd like to pray for you here. Please, maybe it just may be somebody invited you to come for this evening's meeting. And you came. Just maybe somebody said, Let's go. There's a, a, a conference coming up, and you are here. But you are not sure your name is written in the book of life. Today, you only say, Bishop, I want my name to be written in heaven. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want to be born again. If you're here right now, and you need Jesus. You want to be born again. You want your name to be written in heaven. You want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. 
Lift up your right hand and I shall pray for you. Lift your right hand up high. I'm going to pray for you. You want to say today, I need Jesus. Let your right hand go up high. I see your hands. I see your hand. Let it go. I need to pray for you specially. It's the greatest privilege you can ever have to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Lift your right hand and let me pray for you now. Father, lift it up high. I want to pray for you. Father, look at every hand that is lifted. Now, if your hand is lifted, you need Jesus in your life. Come to me right now. Come to me in the front. Let's go. I'm waiting for you. Clap your hands for them as they come. Come all the way. All the way. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Let him have his way. Keep coming. Clap your hands for them as they come. So ask with me and let's all say this prayer. Everybody join me and let's say this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, this evening I open my heart to you. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. I want to serve you. I want to follow you the rest of my life. Dear Lord Jesus, save me. Make me your own child. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will walk with you the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for your blessings. Thank you, Father, for salvation. Thank you, Jesus. For washing away my sins with your precious blood. From today, I am born again. From today, I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Wonderful. Our, our pastor will talk to you, so can you kindly go this way to talk to you for a minute, and then you'll come back this way. Clap your hands for them. Oh, go ahead and clap your hands for them. Amen. Sit on top of your enemies. Are you blessed you came? I said, are you blessed you came? Tomorrow night is going to be a very special night. Amen. And we're going to preach some special praise for you. It's loyalty conference, but I don't want to leave without a deposit of prayer in your life. Amen. Amen. So I need you to come tomorrow in particular. You're here today. It's just tomorrow and it's over. But tomorrow morning we are here and evening as well. By the evening, I'm going to pray for you especially. Say amen.
and I believe God is going to be gracious to you. Lord, if this, Lord, you remember something particular that happened in your life. You remember one day, you know, Hannah came to God and prayed because she wanted a child. And God blessed her. And then when, uh, after two or three years, she came back to church and they were taking offering. And then when they got to her turn, she put a baby in the offering bag. So what, what does this mean? And Hannah said, for this child I prayed. This is what I prayed for and God answered it. There's something specific that God will do in your life. Yeah. That, can, that will be linked to this, this particular conference. That at this lunch, I prayed about something special. And God did it for me. And God is going to do it for you. I want to give you some envelope. Do you have any envelopes here? Any envelope here? Give me some envelope. I want to give you a very, everybody go home with an envelope. Bring it tomorrow night if you will come. Yes. Okay. And I w- Hello, are you in church? How many of you are still here? Ask your neighbor, are you still in church? Are you here? God is going to give you what money cannot buy. What your own money, God will give it to you. Believe God with me. I said, believe God with me. That God is going to surprise you this season. Amen. I want to give you and some of you an envelope to plant a seed of 1,000 rents. I want to plant the seed for something specific. Come for my envelope. I'll pray for you tomorrow night. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Bishop. Okay. Thank you. Please. Yes, prophet. God bless you. Who else is coming? Please come from the envelope. Come from my envelope. Wow. Beautiful. Oh, you want room service? Something that you know you can never get by yourself. God is going to give it to you. As you plant this special seed. Beautiful. Who else is coming? Come quickly. I need you to plant the seed. Tomorrow evening, bring it to this conference. Sorry. Come. Who else is coming? Somebody is, you are doing some calculations in your mind. Stop calculating and believe God for something. Believe God for it. I, 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 I know. This is a logic conference, but I feel that I must pray for something specific for you. So come, rise up and come for my envelope if you want to come. Come quickly. Come. Maybe something that has been stagnant is not working. But God is going to bring a release into your life. Rise up and come for the envelope quickly. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You're blessed. Three more people ought to come. Beautiful. Two more. Who are the two people who must come? Quickly, I'm waiting for you. Two more people. One last person. Who's, whose envelope is this? Whose envelope? I'm waiting for you. Ask your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, don't waste the pastor's, don't waste the pastor's time. Don't waste the pastor's time. <laughs> whose envelope is this? Please rise up and come for the envelope. May your angels come quickly. May your angels not delay with their blessing. Amen. Right, now for many of you also, you want to plant a seed of 500 rands. You want to say, I want to plant the seed for, look, I need you to plant, I'm here for only today and tomorrow, that's all. I want you to be, to be a participant of the grace that is upon, or that is coming upon your life. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. You want to plant a seed of 500 rands. Come bring it tomorrow. Please, rise up and come for it. God bless you. Beautiful. God bless you. God bless you. 
pardon? For your wife. You're a nice man. You are giving thousand, your wife's giving five, you're giving five hundred, your wife's giving thousand. What's what it? Uh, you are thousand, your wife is five hundred. Okay. You're a good Christian. Who else is coming? Come quickly. I'm waiting for you. Look, you cannot live here. Somebody needs a better job than you have now. So you need even a fresh job. Somebody needs a certain scholarship to, for, your, for, for whatever you are doing. It's like something is delayed. Let it be released into your life at this conference. Now, finally, you want to give an, a, a seed of 200 rands. Come for my envelope now. And then I'll be sitting down. Come for my envelope, please. Beautiful. 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 Where's, where, where's Nigel? Where is she? She's here. Wow. Fantastic. Envelopes. Lovely. Thank you. God bless you. Lovely. If nobody has come from your role, select one person to come on your behalf. Choose that. Look, go and represent us. Go and represent our role. So, please, have an election on your role and choose one person. We are electing you to. Going to. Wow, beautiful. Fantastic. Fantastic. What a blessing. Good to see you, Pastor. I said, choose, have an election for. Ah, okay. No, he should come himself. So that you become a big man to send people. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. I said have an election on your role. Choose you. One, two, three. Choose. So has somebody come on your role? Somebody has come. What about the role behind you? Have an election and choose one person. Wow. May God bless you. And may God be gracious to you. Who sent you? For yourself? May you become a great man in the house of God. May you serve God all the days of your life. May there never come a day where you are not interested in church. All your days, may you love the house of God. And serve God the rest of your life. In Jesus' name. May God give you good friends. May you never fall into bad company. In Jesus' name. Amen. Whose envelope is this? Whose envelope is this? Why are they always sending you? Hey, come and take the envelope. You're a small boy. It's nice to be a small boy. All right. Now, I was going to say now, but I feel that 100 rand is also a good offering to give, isn't it? So all of you must come for this envelope or plan 100 and bring it tomorrow, tomorrow in particular. Bring it. What a blessing. If you don't come, I will not come here again, no, for the next uh, 20 years. Wow, what a blessing. Fantastic. Fantastic. All the young people should come. You will never be unemployed in the name of Jesus. You will never lack a good job in the name of Jesus. Anytime you leave your job, you're going for a better one. My joys are you. <laughs> Super. Fantastic. Beautiful. Somebody is taking an envelope of marriage home. An envelope of a good marriage. 
a good wife and a good husband. May that be your story. I said, may that be your story. In the name of Jesus. Somebody is in you are huge debts. God will show you the way out. I said, God will show you the way out. Just come for the envelope as we close. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Fantastic. Clap your hands for this, my dear sister. Did anybody come from this role? One, two, three. Anybody come from this role? Two people have come. Which row has nobody come? I, at least your row, there may be some blessing there. This, the row behind you. Hey. Mini, mini. Uh, this one before. Father, touch somebody's heart from that row. Wow. Praise the worship leader. You are not coming. Beautiful. A one wife. <laughs> wow. May God bless you. May God be gracious to you. Make sure you are here tomorrow morning, tomorrow evening. I believe God will bless us. Let's welcome Bishop Kay.